Welcome to Pretty Good Business. In today's episode, we talk to Ishita Cabra, founder of the first peer-to-peer fashion rental app, By Rotation. During our chat, we touched on the importance of community for a small brand, the best business advice she has ever received, and how to make our wardrobe really sustainable. Hi, Ishita. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, very well. I mean, all things considered. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So you are the founder of By Rotation. Could you tell us more about your business? Yeah, uh, Byrotation is the world's first social fashion rental app. So essentially, we're very similar to Airbnb, but for designer fashion uh, or Depop, if that's something you're familiar with. Um, the goal is really to get people to share what they already own with each other and therefore do good, pla- do good for the planet, their wallet and wardrobe at the same time. So it's basically like having loads of friends all over the UK that you can just kind of like pick and choose from. Yeah, exactly. The big difference between Byrotation and other platforms that exist is that yours is really peer-to-peer. So can you tell us why you decided to go for this kind of different approach to rentals? Yeah, I mean... You- Um, So I've got a sister, an older sister who lives in New York City, and she used to be an unlimited subscriber of Rent the Runway, which I guess is the most well-known fashion rental company in the world, right? It's a unicorn company. And I think what was really shocking to me when I tried it out, when I visited her last year a couple of times, was that there was no care whatsoever for what people were actually renting and borrowing. It was really all about accessing, you know, designer fashion for cheap. You know, it was all about efficiency Uh, very little about community and actually sustainability. Um, What I really wanted to do was to be able to create a community of women, you know, of people who could share items um, that they already owned with each other. Um, So, you know, you know, the person that you see on Instagram on the square, who's wearing a dress maybe once in like a few months, few months, or maybe once ever. What if they could share that um, with each other? So yeah, so I wanted to make it very different and make it really more about sustainability and community and do that via tech as opposed to running the world's largest dry cleaning facilities, which is what Rent the Runway is. Uh, and then, you know, Why Closet in China is also very similar. You know, they're, they're all about dry cleaning. They're all about shipping. And I don't find any of these practices to be sustainable. If anything, you know, they're, they're promoting consumerism even more. So, and one thing that is interesting is that actually you do have a service that you can also give you the dresses, the clothes, and you will do it, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, um, so, so we have a studio edit where we've got quite a few well-known celebrities, such as um, you know Stacey Dooley in the UK. That you know she's a really well-known film presenter and documentary maker. Um, you know you've got royals like Lady Amelia Windsor. So these are the kind of people we manage their sort of wardrobe for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that we do for everyone, and it's really more. Um, you know, it's really something that we're doing in the earlier days, in the beginning days. You know, it's not like Airbnb owns their own houses or apartments, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what pushed you to start the business? Yeah, um, you know, it came from a very first world problem. You know, I used to work at a hedge fund, so something completely unrelated to fashion uh, or even tech for that matter. And while I was planning my honeymoon to my motherland, which is in Rajasthan, India, I was, you know, planning my my outfits. And I was looking at Instagram for inspiration, as you do, you know, besides where to eat, what to drink, you know, where to stay, also what to wear. And that's when I started thinking about how the UK and Europe and, you know, generally 
doesn't really have a fashion rental company that that's really well known or or used by people. And when I started sort of scoping out the market and therefore, you know, trying out rent the runway, I kind of realized that the problem was really more about use not being able to use something that you already had. Um, and I saw this even more so on my honeymoon, where I noticed animals eating textile castaways in suburban hometowns. So this isn't even the well-known landfills that we all know about um, outside metropolitan cities like Delhi. Um, this is just like my hometown. So I couldn't help but feel guilty that I myself had bought new clothes for my honeymoon, um, which I now still wear very often. But, you know, it kind of just made me realize that um, fashion rental, does, you know, it, it's not just about access to designer fashion. It should be about using what you already own. It should be about sharing what you already own. And, and you know, in a very pragmatic sense, it's also great because you are monetizing your investment pieces. You are only buying higher quality when you do because you can share them with others and make your money back as well. And you are also able to, yeah, again, access designer pieces at a fraction of the retail price. So for me, it seemed like a win-win, you know? Absolutely. And it's just another type of experience because you can actually see the girls that own the dress you're looking at. And it's kind of, yeah, that this feeling of community is, is really different. So where did you start from when you decided you were going to start your business? Yeah, I mean, I, I really just thought, okay, since it's a community-driven business and it is a marketplace at the end of the day, so one of the main things that you need to do is start working on demand and supply. Uh, and supply usually is the thing that we realize needs to come first. So, you know, we need to have a platform. So we created, you know, like a, a beta platform, very ugly, uh, but very cost effective and something that I built over the weekend. Uh, so it was a web-based platform and we started getting, you know, friends and family. Um, so, you know, really just asking your friends and the network that you already have around you. Uh, again, none of them actually worked in fashion or had any connection to the fashion industry. But we just got them to sort of start listing their items um, on the web-based test platform. And we created a lot of user-generated content, which we still do till date. And it works amazing for us. Um, and yeah, and we started kicking things off on Instagram, which is a very cost-effective method of, you know, testing out whether your product is, you know, is something that people actually want. Um, and quickly enough, you know, we started getting a lot of users across the nation. You know, we started having rental transactions. And we were also picked up by press. Um, and I was still working full time, you know, at the hedge fund. Um, and I was trying to figure out if this was worth the opportunity cost, mm. you know, leaving my career behind. Um, and also if it was something that could be scalable to become the next big thing, not just in the UK, but globally. So are you still working or are you doing this full time now? So eventually I left my full time career um, six months after we launched the test platform because I, you know, I saw the traction you know, and that was not just press, but as I mentioned, also user traction. And that's when I decided to invest in, you know, a, a proper platform, uh, which is now the app that you see, you know, the world's first social fashion rental app. Um, and, and I decided to quit the day that it was launched. Um, and the launch was covered by the business of fashion, uh, Forbes and Vogue, which was incredible for us. So how many users do you have now? So now we have over 35,000 users across the country. And, you know, we would have had over 200k users if not for COVID this year. Of course, nobody really went out much this year, but next year, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're human. Humans are social creatures, right? So at the end of the day, we, we will start going out again. And I suspect that people are going to make sure that they dress up like they never have done before. 
characters in the Hunger Games, you know, the one that are overly dressed. Yeah, Uh, with a carriage and all, maybe. (laughs) How did you pivot the business this year? What did you you do? Yeah, I mean, we were very lucky that we are a digital-only business. You know, we are an app. Mm -hmm. We are completely peer-to-peer, so there's no inventory, there's no stock. So we're very lucky that way. You know, we're not a very capital-intensive business. We're also a startup that's very lean. Um, you know, I, I believe in the lean startup principles and we're also completely self-funded. So I didn't have to, you know, kind of do anything that was not in line with our values as a company, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. sometimes when you have investors, they might be, you know, pushing you to make rentals or sales or whatever, you know, um, even when it's insensitive to do so because they need to meet their financial targets. So, um, so we spent all of lockdown actually really pushing community. Um, so we built our community, you know, we engaged our community while they were in lockdown, while they were anxious, you know, scared, upset, uh, separated from their family. We just engaged them digitally throughout the six month period. And we actually grew our community by 170 uh, percent. And that's how we are now the largest fashion rental platform in the UK, despite also potentially being the youngest. Mm. Um, we also grew our listings. Um, so, you know, lenders listing their own items on the app by over 150%. So now we now have over 5000 listings. And again, you know, this all comes from sort of building a community of conscious individuals who, you know, are interacting and engaging with the app, even if they don't have to rent right away. So we kept our focus on these sort of metrics, um, engagement, um, as opposed to, you know, financial revenues, uh, because we know there's no reason to rent items, you know, um, while Rent the Runway was pushing, you know, ball, you know, rent a ball gown for your Zoom meeting because it would be so funny. You know, we were saying we're not going to do this because this is not, you know, the whole point of buy rotation is to use what you need um, as opposed to pushing you to rent stupid things, you know. So I think we gained a lot of respect as well during this time. You know, we, we um, made space for the NHS workers and, you know, we gave everyone £50 rental credit. Uh, to be used whenever they wanted, um, just to thank them for their service. I think we've sort of, you know, been very careful about, you know, what kind of community we want to be and what kind of business we want to be. And for me, it's very important that, you know, you know, there's something that goes beyond just sort of the 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 the, the numbers that you see. You know, that there needs to be a mm. human, there needs to be a human, and there needs to be a social sort of um, uh, value that we put to it. Mm. Um, yeah, and and I think. I think that's where we stand as business and that's how we've emerged as the market leader. And I mean, it's it's very important when you're a small business and you're a startup, especially when you're a sustainable and ethical business, that you really can't do things that are kind of out of your, what you promise and what you stand for, because otherwise people will immediately kind of call you out and you can really risk making it worse. Exactly. And I think, and, and that's exactly, as you said, it's so important, you know, in these early days, do you have a standard that you want people to keep for example does a specific designers yeah i mean so anyone can download the app if they're in the uk you know it's it's on both um you know the app store and also on google play um in terms of listing items again anyone can list items but as long as they belong to contemporary and high-end brands 
uh, we really don't want to push high street and fast fashion on the app at the moment. So we, we, we don't really allow those those price points. But otherwise, in terms of renting, I mean, you can rent dresses for as little as five pounds a day. So what did you learn this year, but in general, since you started uh, by rotation during the process of building a sustainable business? God, I think more generally and not just, you know, in terms of being a sustainable you know, business, I would say resilience has been extremely key. Um, it, it's very, very difficult. You know, we don't have the same budgets, let's say, you know, LVMH, Caring or Inditex, Zara, you know, we don't have the same budgets as them. We are much smaller than them, very lean, you know, and I think with such a difficult year, we're just very lucky um, that despite being self-funded, you know, we're still staying afloat. We're actually leaders in the space. Um, so resilience is everything, is what I would say. Mm. And, um, and, and staying to your core values and not being distracted uh, when it is easy to be distracted because you know it was a difficult time and everyone's been looking to you know make you know take shortcuts so you know um you've had some fashion rental companies doing sales and you know these these have typically been inventory based companies that have had to clear out their stock so that they could still operate during this time it's a shame and and i think um and i think we're very lucky that you know, we always chose to have the business model that we do have. Are you planning on expanding the rest, well, in Europe? Yeah, I mean, the intention is really to go global. You know, we, we are the world's first social fashion rental app. And there's no reason why we would want to keep it only in the UK. We, we do think there is a lot of value in quite a few countries, um, you know, maybe European countries, as you mentioned as well. And we do have quite a lot of people asking us every day, you know, on mm. our on our marketing channels, you know, if, if we're available abroad. So yeah. yeah that, that'll be exciting. And I mean, once you have the, once you know it works in the UK, you know, it's going to kind of work in other places as well. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we concur the market here, you know, and, and we learn, you know, from our mistakes, from our challenges, and then, you know, we continue to build in other markets. Mm. Do you think that people are embracing sustainability more after this crazy year we had? I think so. You know, we've all been stuck at home. And, you know, some of the people who live in metropolitan cities like London, you know, we, we tend to have quite small flats. You know, we've been staring at our wardrobes and all the things that we've amassed over the years and realized that we don't really need that much. You know, you've got all these sort of um, personalities like Marie Kondo, <laughs> who really made us think about not really buying so much and not, you know, becoming such a consumer because everything's been crazy lately, you know, in terms of uh, consumption. You know, and, and things like, you know, social media, they're really all just pushing products to you at the end of the day. So I think it's been really good in terms of getting people to be much more mindful and conscious. You know, there's been a lot of amplification of, um, you know, all the sort of sustainability driven messages, these eco messages. You know, we've all been talking about how climate change has actually slowed down because of the pandemic, because everyone is using much less resources. Mm -hmm. And they're being less polluting to the environment. So you know, there's been there's been a lot of um, awareness, uh, and certainly myself. You know, I've I've been on my computer. I've you know the whole time. I've been on my laptop and my phone the whole time, and I've really been consuming much more information um, from people of all backgrounds. You know, and and really kind of becoming more aware of how small things that me as an average consumer can do can actually make a big impact. So yes, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And now, I mean, just the fact that every app you use basically is trying to sell you something. Now, apparently, they're going to put a shop option on WhatsApp as well. Oh, really? Apparently. Like, uh, like we, like, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yes. Well, you know, they do say, right? You know, 
we, we did, you know, that the, the social dilemma that yeah. Netflix, um, you know, they did talk about, you know, how you think everything's free. You know, you think Instagram mm-hmm. is free, but actually, you know, that there's a price that's for data. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like, I think that now though, people are really understanding it a lot more. And yeah, maybe because of all this, we've been at home a lot more, we need less. Maybe we realize really how much we have exactly how you said it. And um, I think people are trying like I'm more willing to search a bit more for what they want to buy exactly be more mindful so until now do you have any project or achievement or anything that you've done with Barotation that you're the most proud of yeah I mean for me the main thing as I mentioned you know it really needs to be about the average consumer and I'm very proud of how much we've grown um, since we've launched, you know, as a self-funded, the youngest fashion rental platform out there. Um, and, you know, we, we've got a wide variety of people in our community, which range from students, you know, professors, bankers, lawyers, homemakers, you know, uh, celebrities, uh, fashion it girls, and, you know, even royals. It's just, it's just really, really nice to see the spectrum um, of, of rotators, as we call them on our app. And, you know, they're all sort of, um, you know, we say we're on the same wavelength and have the same values of, uh, you know, wanting to be eco-conscious while also enjoying, you know, new, as in not new, but, you know, new fashion. Well, if you haven't worn it before, it's new for you. So Exactly. <laughs> it's the same kind of feeling. Exactly. Do you have anything planned that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, so th- there's something exciting that's going to happen um, early next year. Can't give too much away. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it's just, um, it kind of reiterates um, ourselves as a pure peer-to-play, uh, peer-to-peer fashion rental app um, that's really focused on community, um, sustainability, technology, um, and diversity. So I'm very excited for that. And I think it will continue in, in sort of um, pushing our mission of uh, making fashion consumption much more circular and also getting people to consume less fast fashion. Because for me, that's really who our main competitors are, you know? It's fast fashion companies. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully, I I mean, I think it's really sad that at the the beginning of all this, I really thought that they were kind of going to take a big hit. And when the news kind of came in that, you know, pretty little things did, like, 80% 80% more of what they usually do it was really disheartening because I'm like what are people buying for what where are they going they can't go anywhere I know it's really crazy and you know when you but I guess when you have sales or like when you have clothes at 4p then you kind of don't think about what you're buying so hopefully I really hope that people try to understand that again as you said before nothing is free so something that costs 4p you know, maybe you're not paying for it, but someone else is. Definitely, so, there's there's a human cost to it. Yeah, and like the planet. Since there are quite a few platforms around now, what do you do to get inspired and to find new ideas to keep your, you know, business fresh and competitive in like a difficult market like his fashion? Yeah, I think for us, really, it's it's again, you know, because we differentiate ourselves substantially by, you know, being purely peer-to-peer, so the focus is really on community, you know, and I think, uh, you know, one of the things we do really well is we show what our community is like and our community is very, you know, it's it's the average consumer, you know, it's it's not just the uh, fabulous influencer, you know, 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think that's something that we've pushed since day one. You know, as I mentioned, uh, you know how we sort of kickstarted the company with you know with my friends and family um, helping out with the content and you know listing their own items. Um, and likewise, you know today, um, you know thirty five thousand users and counting. We still very much do that. You know, we we make everyone feel like they they belong to something. They belong to a movement. You know, it's not just about renting and lending fashion to each other, but it goes beyond that. There's a connection and that you belong to that community. Do you really feel a sense of community when you talk to people on that part of your Instagram and, you know, that use the app? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm obviously biased, I would say, Um, but we get a lot of great feedback from people who've used the app, both as lenders, renters, or, you know, those who've done both sides of the transactions. And they always say like, you know, it's really nice that it's not just about exchanging clothes, but, it, you know, it's really nice that you can chat with someone and, you know, ask them things like, oh, do you think that this dress would be, you know, too too long for me because I'm shorter? You know, that there's mm-hmm. this sort of like, um, you know, people are giving each other sort of styling tips. People are following each other on the app so that every time, you know, if, if, if someone whose style that you love went shopping and they listed a new item, you end up mm-hmm. getting an alert. You know, it's, it's almost exciting for you because you feel like, oh, you know, I, you know, some you know my style match on the app has gone shopping and I can borrow something new hmm. so there's definitely a sense of community and you know that really you know on the business side of things that's how we create um, super users and people who keep coming back for more you know not just mm-hmm. a one-off rental yeah and uh, and never again compared to your previous life like your previous career do you feel happier to go to work every day yeah I mean I haven't been going to work <laughs> oh I guess <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's such a different world, completely different, you know, hard to almost compare. But I do feel like what I'm doing now in terms of my work, it's, it's really driving change at its grassroots. You know, I, I'm talking to my actual end cu- customers every day, you know, I even answer our intercom, you know, uh, chat, you know, where I get feedback or any queries, or any issues that they might be happening. You know, I, I'm in the grassroots of it, you know, I'm learning the good and the bad right at the bottom of it, you know, right to the strategic areas or like things like, you know, raising investment for the business. So I love it. It's a, it's a very well-rounded business, but I would say, uh, sorry, well-rounded role, but I would say it's not something that allows you to sleep much, um, you know, and it's, and you never stop working. You're working on the weekends as well, which, you know, which I think is important anyway, when you've just started a business, you know, we are about a year and a half old. Um, I need to be really be breathing it. And I do feel that. I, I feel like I've never worked this hard in my life. And, you know, I used to work very hard um, on the trading floor. But, um, but you know, this, this, I, I'm, I'm fulfilled, I think, in my, in my professional life um, and, well, personal life too. But, yeah. If you had to give one advice to a business owner or someone that wants to start a business and who wants to start um, sustainable and ethical business is there an advice that you would give or is there anything you wish you knew before you started yeah I think um, there's one of the things that I was told which is from my dad who, who is an entrepreneur himself is that you're never going to be the same person that you are uh, since you started your business which is really true I mean take that as a positive or a negative you know um, but just remember things will not be the same and you will not be the same And I guess the other more practical advice I would say, my dad also says to me, uh, money saved is money earned. Um, and that's something that I find very important. Um, again, as I said, I subscribe to the lean startup principles. So um, we do have a very lean way of, um, of working. 
and I think that's worked out Touchwood pretty well for us, especially during lockdown. Is there a mistake that you made that kind of changed the course on how the business went and maybe actually turned out to be something good? You know, I, no, no, I guess, uh, you know, we were doing quite a lot of in-person events for our community, even mm-hmm. before lockdown. Uh, like a few days before they announced lockdown, we actually had a really amazing community in-person event, uh, which is always free for our rotators. Um, and, you know, I was always thinking, oh, what a shame, you know, we can't do any of these community events in person uh, for the rest of the year because of, because of you know, COVID-19. But we actually, you know, kind of ended up realizing that was okay because we did a lot of digital events instead. So we started running this series called A Glass of Wine With, um, and that started in April. And we, we actually just wrapped up for the year last week. And, you know, we've had guests every week, um, you know, ranging from all kinds of backgrounds, you know, whether they're chefs, you know, they're entrepreneurs or they're models, influencers, um, you know, journalists. So it was really interesting to have many different kinds of people um, on our Instagram live series. And, you know, we continued to build our community that way, even though we couldn't in person. Um, and it was probably even more cost effective mm-hmm. um, since we didn't have to organize and, you know, cater for events and, and, you know, travel across the country because this is digital and everyone can sort of watch it. So yeah, um, that, that, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a happy surprise, but I'm really glad that we found a way to still make it work. Yeah, I guess you kind of make do with what you can do and what you have. So exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Can you tell us where we can find you website, Instagram and everything else? Definitely. Thank you so much, Alessia, for the opportunity. Um, you can find me on the Byrotation app. So that's byrotation.com. Uh, and on Instagram, you can find us at byrotationofficial. Amazing. And of course, download the app. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much again, Alessia. That was our interview with Ashita. Thank you so much for listening and thanks to Ashita for her time. If you like this episode, please rate us and subscribe. It really helps. You can check out our website at prettyslow.life, follow us on Instagram at prettyslow.life and prettyslowlife on all of the platforms. Thank you and goodbye.